And welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. Ted T.S. Spirides. And Katie Spirides. Happy hump day. How's she going? Um, Ted, I know you came in hot in the office today. Hot and heavy. Energy. I, I could tell you were buzzing and something happened. Um, let's just dive into that to kick off this episode. Welcome, everybody. Good to be back. Uh, good to be recording again. I went to the like the gym right right by our office here. Got Big a lifetime guy, right? Yeah, you know, I, I, I used to go there, and then I stopped. I kind of canceled my membership. My wife works there, uh, and so now it's getting to be winter time. It's good to have the... The Lifetime Fitness membership, it's really convenient to the office here. But So I, I'm there. I just got my quick workout in. and I Upper like, body, lower body. Was, you know, what kind of day are we talking <laughs> yeah, about here? It was a leg day today. Kind Oof. of first time getting back into it. So, like, I'm already starting to feel it. But um, I get into the locker room, and, I don't know, there's, like, these little bays or whatever with the lockers. And I get there, and there's, I don't know, it's me and, like, three other guys or whatever and sure. I go to take a quick shower. I come back, and those guys were gone, and, like, their their towels were on the floor, like wet towels on the floor, and, like, they had, like, left. I, I don't even know what to say. And, and so I just, I don't know, I just was kind of pissed off, like, like the entitlement factor there of, like, I understand they have a staff that cleans the place and, and like, you know, you're paying a membership to be there, but... Like, that's such a stretch. Like, you would really have to sell me on that's the reason. Like, that that to me, it just was like, you're lazy. You're entitled. You're, like, a terrible person. <laughs> and, like, you just, like, like you the think. the basket for the towels, too, is there's, like, yeah. multiple as yeah, you there's walk a basket out of the locker at rooms. the edge of every, like, bay. Like, yeah. they have a little locker bay, and then, like, on the end cap is, like, a, th- like, dirty towel basket or whatever. So, on your way out, all you have to do you is could, put your dirty, wet towel the in the bin. Like, you could actually probably get it into the bin without moving your feet. <laughs> you could, like, literally be sitting there and just kind of, like, toss it and make it in there. Just th- free throw. And so, again... Have I probably left my towel somewhere before? Yes. Like, it could have been an accident, but there was four of them. Like, all four of the other, or all three of the other guys that were in there, like, just left their towel there. Like, oh, someone will pick that up for me. It's a joke. And it's just, I don't know. It's It's a pet peeve. Like, it's, it it takes zero talent, zero F, like, zero anything to just grab your towel and throw it away or, or put it in the dirty. And they wash it for you. They clean it. They provide you clean towels you don't have to bring your own folded Folded. most of the time warm warm. yeah Yeah. (laughs) and so i just i I don't just kind of i guess it was one of those like moments of like just like where has society gone or just like kind of like disappoints you like you're kind of like happy feeling good after a workout and you're like oh like this is the reality of like just the people and and maybe i had the four worst people ever in my locker bay today (laughs) it doesn't happen all the time but i did ask my wife about it because she works at that club and says like it it happens uh it happens quite a bit even in the women's locker room so it's kind of like a thing there um and i I don't know i haven't been to every lifetime i don't know if that's this location Mm. i don't know if that's like across the board i don't know if it happens elsewhere but as a person or us as a group that run a facility that's it's not a it's not a weight training gym, but it's a gym for people to work out. We don't have locker rooms, so like we don't have the towel thing. But it's like, oh, I'm just gonna leave my crap on the floor, my garbage on the floor, and somebody else can deal with it. Like at tournaments with yeah, our players, 
we we try to say after every game like if you're gonna bring just like a like a plastic water bottle instead of having like your own like canteen or whatever and you drink your water at the game don't leave your water bottle sitting on the sidelines like that's oh not gosh. yeah at pipe city this year we played a game and i'll call them out it was after a boys game and there was it was the messiest yeah messiest sideline and it like wasn't like a minnesota team or anything i don't know but it was like and when the games are so close together too like we had to take the sideline and go we i have never seen so much trash on the sideline of just those it. water bottles it's too. a tournament like it's we're in a you hurry know, there's it's going hot. to be trash on the sideline but like if, if every if every person just picked up their crap then like they're like if i picked up my one thing that i brought and yeah. everybody took that same mentality then it really wouldn't be an issue yeah so again i'm sounding like maybe the old guy in the room here i like it, it probably shouldn't have ruined my day but it like kind of did I, people need to be a little grittier, you know. Don't be soft and entitled. That's that's, and like I, yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't know. Like, it, it, we're not asking you to like, like clean the showers, clean the floors. Like, yes, they have a staff that cleans yeah. the place, but pick up your dirty towel and put, wet towel and just put it in the one bin so that they can wash them. One thing I do love about the gyms, like like a lifetime, where I go to Dakota, you can use as many towels as you want. I load up with six to seven towels every yeah. single time. But with privilege and like abundance has to come like I put my towels yeah, in I'm the bin every single you don't, time. But though. it's like I catch myself with like <clears throat> trash or you know, waste because we have a lot. And so I'm yeah. always like trying to be like, okay, and now that it's like I don't have my parents cleaning up after me, it's like, yeah. oh well that's just gonna be my problem later mm -hmm. so might as well just like pick it up now and you just you catch yourself so it's hard that like they wouldn't catch themselves in the real world like you think you'd more, be more lackadaisical at home right where your stuff is and it's your space than like if you were like making a, a mess yeah, and, and like public places we, it's we, hard to hard to imagine but yeah we all have a different definition of what clean is yeah and and mine and, might be a little bit more yeah, so than yeah, everybody else this has nothing to do with like being clean or not this it's was like courtesy. this was a courtesy an this was a, an entitlement it was a lack of like i'm not going to lift a finger because i pay a you know 80 dollars membership here like if you're paying two grand a month yeah Maybe could, someone you, again. You could maybe sell me on that <laughs> if that was like, hey, you know, you're paying two grand a month here, but you never have to throw a towel away. Okay, yeah. well then I'll leave it there. Then, unless it's like the policy, like, hey, leave up the towels and we'll come and we'll shovel them out. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> unless that's the policy, like clearly written, like at then, restaurants, like bossing your own table, right? Like, and 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 I know like hotels, they say like leave the the towels you want washed on the floor exactly, so that we know like which ones to grab and which ones not to grab. If that's, that's the clear policy, policy. Fine, then leave it on the floor. And maybe I'm the idiot. Maybe there's a big sign at one time <laughs> that says leave it. your towels on the carpet if you it's want carpet. Yeah. So like I doubt Ew. that's the policy. Yeah. No. Um. And then so I'm already mad about that. And then I'm walking out and. I had to like wash my hands or like or throw like I don't know what it was. Because you picked up the towels, so I yeah, hope you washed yeah, your hands. Yeah. So yeah, that's what it was. Because you're I, like I can't live I my life. It's karma. You have so good karma. They have bad I, karma. I picked up the dirty towels. Like yeah, I know some people would be grossed up by that. I'm like you know what? Screw that. I'm not gonna make some guy do this that you know has to do this all day. I, I'm walking out. I go to wash my hands in the sink next to me. There there was a guy there shaving. 
he didn't wash the sink out. Oh my god! So there was like facial hair in the sink. Like he didn't like take the extra three seconds just of to his rinse life out the sink to like cup his hands, <laughs> rinse out the sink. Again, I'm not saying you have to spick and span and like make it perfect shiny. Like they have a cleaning staff for that. But yeah. wash out your facial hair if you're gonna shave yeah. at the gym. Like this isn't your own personal bathroom. I don't know. I it was just maybe it was just a wrong day, wrong time. It I was like know. people sounds were, like entitlement. One, there was one one of the guys who left the towel. You could tell like he was like frazzled. Like try, he was like putting his pants on and his shirt on at the same time. Yeah, like, running late. He was running late. So like, but again, he walked past the dirty. Yeah. towel bin to yeah. get out of it, the locker room yeah. so like takes such it, an ounce of energy and i'm like oh you know if you if you get that millisecond back you're not going to be late for your meeting like anyway that was that happened today and it really so i guess the message here to kind of tie this all back to our listeners and yeah. our kids and whatever is just like like clean up your own mess like again you don't have to you have to be spotless but if you leave crap on the floor, on the sideline, on a tournament, uh, in in your school locker room, in your classroom, just pick up your own crap, and then it just makes everybody's life better. And yep. it's just, it, it's a mentality. It's like, it, it's it's a it's a culture thing. It's it's just if I'm if I'm gonna clean my own mess, I'm doing my job. That will translate to, on the field. I'm going to get, I'm going to take care of my own mess. And you know what? I'll pick up one other guy's water bottle too. Um, like that little habit goes into like overtime of a state championship game. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I do. And, and it's like clean up your trash. And I like, like, and also call your teammate out for being entitled and, and not picking up their trash because then, then you just, I'll just skip a weight room today. You know, I don't need to go to practice. That like, adds up. All that stuff matters, and this is not Ted saying he's a perfect person. Like, I've certainly had my moments, but just, like, I was just rattled. Those I was little rattled. things I was that rattled. really can make um, a big difference. It probably shouldn't have ruined my day, but it, like, it it didn't ruin my day, but it, it like, it set me back. I, like, yeah. could have been focused <laughs> on something else, but yeah. I was, like, It put you, know you in a bad mood. Like, I just thought about, like, my kids. Yeah. And if, if one of my daughters was at, like, a place and just left their crap... I would be like, who do you think you are? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'm, my parents would have said that to me. Right. The simplest tasks we learn at the very young age. And it's like, you see grown men, adults, not like following the rules. Yeah. So, anyway. Yep. Sorry to get back on the rails. A uh, good rant, a lot of good learning lessons. Uh, but to get to, you know, back down the alley here, um, we have a good, good interview here. Good interview. Uh, it's a solo round. Solo round. First, um, first time using our mixer, our roadcaster for really what it no is. No free ads. I, I, they earn their I mean, ad because we we're, we're using their equipment. So we we use the roadcaster mixer, and um, this is made for podcasting specifically. Yep. Um, and so we did this one. Uh, where the person's not in the same room. Yes. Of the call, call-in call feature. feature. Call-in feature. You can plug directly into into the mixer, your, yep. your phone, and then when you call that person, it automatically records it into the podcast yes. or, or, the, or the mix. Yep, yep. And then you're sitting here on the mic. We have our mic set up here, um, but it has like a plug-in for your phone. 
just to call somebody straight. So you don't need like a special phone or anything. Yep, exactly. So, and, and we could have, we could have all been here with, you know, that person doing it, but Ted, you know, late, late, healthy scratch. Yep. Um, and you know, uh, you know, during, during, for that podcast, for that interview. So, uh, not a big deal though. Uh, great podcast. Uh, a guy I played with, um, who is now coaching in Arizona. Sweet. So, uh, you know, going to give us kind of a different perspective, different, different experience, what he's got going on. Sounds exciting. Yeah. I think the people will like it. You guys talked for a long time. Talked for a long time. I, you know, did a lot of editing, you know, cut it down. Don't want, don't, don't, we don't need two hour interviews. Um, so, you know, I cut it down, but it was good catching up with them. You know, we were talking, uh, talking lacrosse, talking Vikings football, talking everything in between. So, yeah, I'm excited, um, you know. Usually I, I have a different level of excitement for a new episode because I'm like, I I was in that conversation. Sure. I kind of remember what we talked about, but I'm excited to listen back. This one I have no idea. So I'm I'm listening as a listener yeah. this time as kind of our, our listeners would be doing. So um, Thanksgiving coming up next week, a little update, no training Right. Our, our training, we're, we are, we Sat, are this Saturday, aside, the 23rd, aside from the two private groups that we have on Monday and Tuesday, yep. just some, some off the cuff stuff that we're doing the normal trait training schedule, um, you know, lax after dark, high school offense, middle school, yep. all that kind of all stuff. stuff. Uh, we we're, we're closed. So enjoy mm-hmm. your Thanksgiving. Uh, don't, you know, don't just show up here. Like we won't probably won't be here. Training uh, resumes that following Monday. Is that December already? The f- no. Um, it will be de- December 1st is Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So oh, that following yeah, yeah. Monday. So it'd be Monday the 2nd. December yeah. 2nd. Yep. Yep. So this Saturday the 23rd is the last day of training for November. Yep. And then you'll come back the In following. December, December 2nd. 2nd. Yep. December 2nd for training. Crazy. Yeah. And so just a you know, if there's anybody listening to this, this is just another way to reminder. Reminder. Uh we'll be sending out reminders in other ways, but um put that in your calendar. Yeah, and um Join. I'm hoping to turn, you know, that that Thanksgiving week turn this place into a studio. Yeah, you know, we I'm, have we do have a lot of good um guests lined up. Yep. Um bunch of guys know. coming, you know, home from school and stuff. So yeah. I'm excited to see them. It's going to be a good break for everyone. Yeah. It's I think it's I think it's fair to say that I think Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. It's a holiday of eating. How, I know. how can't you love I know. it? I think I just love fall. I think I like it more than Christmas. Don't tell Annie that. But I think I really do love like November as a month. Yeah. Better. Yeah. In this holiday. It's, it's good. You know, we definitely preach consistency. We preach pushing ourselves. We preach getting your stick in your hand, getting better at lacrosse. But there is a time for rest. There is a time to take a step away Yep. For one week, not six months, but yeah. one yeah. week to say, like, as coaches, we need it. For uh, sure. Just to say, yeah. like, it's a weekend with our families. We don't have to, you know, you know, we love what we do, but it's a way for us to recharge. But then the kids get time to be with their friends, play pond hockey. Um, go Black Friday shopping. Yeah. Go Black Friday go. shopping. Open. You know, play yeah. as much video games as you want to play. Get the Fortnite um, buzzing. Of, You're not going to hear us say that again. Yeah. But <laughs> Thanksgiving weekend when you had no school, no homework, I hope. Go Black Friday shopping. Play some Fortnite. Yeah. So this it's a good way uh, to to just 
get that rest, get that recharge, let everybody take their stick out of their hand. I mean, if you have your stick in your hand at, at home and you're messing around, sure. great, but like no organized practices, you know, enjoy life a little bit. And then hopefully you come back December 2nd, the coaches will be back refreshed. Hopefully the players come back kind of itching to be like, I, I miss training a little bit. I liked going and getting my shots in. Yeah. You know, I liked seeing my friends from other communities that I don't see, you know, on breaks or whatever. Right. right. Um, you know, also just a sh- you know, idea for Team 36 players. Okay. Or at any any other club kids that listen to this. You know, you, you have a lot of kids on your team from other communities. Yeah. Maybe a good good opportunity to connect with them outside of lacrosse. The Maybe. girls' team is doing a Friendsgiving. Girls' Team Love 36. That. Wow. 20, yeah. That's news. New um, this year. Okay. Actually, I don't know if they did it last year, but there were some invites going out from cross- the borders from different high schools. That's awesome. Bo- um, boys, maybe maybe get a outdoor football game yeah. going. Yeah. I don't I don't know if the pond hockey's quite ready. It's not quite ready. Um, so maybe you know throw the pigskin around. Yeah, it's nice out. So it's, it's not super it's, cold um, anymore. A good opportunity, like like we said, to you you see these people at your club practices, but you don't go to high school with them. Yeah. Might be fun to get up, get everybody together for a couple hours. You don't have to spend all day with them. You don't have to spend the night with them. But a, a, a football game, a friends giving. Yeah. Um, love that. Love that. That's awesome. That's a, yeah. I, I did not know that. That's yeah. Super there's cool. some good friendships being formed on both the boys and the girls side. I know yeah. that some of the boys, the 2020s are really close. Yeah. I think that's starting to happen now that these girls, the 21, 22 team, and I've seen it already on my 23 team because they're a new group that they've yeah. really started to get some friendships yeah. over between schools. Back to kind of the lacrosse stuff specifically. I know uh, you know the boys. We're going to Vegas in a few weeks. But the girls, um, we're not taking a team, but uh, I believe you have a few girls going to play in Florida uh, this coming weekend. Yeah, well, it's this weekend is a big-time recruiting tournament for the girls. Um, the IWLCA you know, company of women's lacrosse, I guess, has, has some really good tournaments, and they host okay. um, the President's Cup every November in Florida. It used to be at Disney. That would that'd be um, For years— and I mean, this is like 100, 150 team tournament, like the brackets. If you go on tourney machine, the brackets are like pages wow. long. Nice. And they kind of pull from every day of grad year specific. They have a, I think they have 20s, 21s, 22s and 23s. Okay. And then they have like open A and open B. Um, cool tournament. Really, like, really big-time clubs. Like, Team HLA brings a team, I think. I think Heroes from out east. Um, No, not HLA because they're just the summer. But, um, gosh, who was the other one? I'll have to look again. But there's some, like, big-time women's clubs going. But then you can also join a house team if you want to go. So we have two girls going down. One's playing on a house team and one's playing with another club that the tournament, like, helped set up. I believe, which we just talked about on our last rant about yeah. the sub thing, but yeah, it seems but like, like one of the teams that Peyton's playing on. They just is that Peyton? The, I think that yeah, I think the tournament helped connect her too. Yeah, so that was one where yeah. like we need some like we need some bodies yeah. like, and then it was like more of a free agent type right. deal. And for something for a tournament like this where off it's season. off season recruiting specific, sub it up. Yeah, yep. sub Agreed. it up. Agreed. And this is a big time. I've. I've talked to some girls and they're like, that single-handedly got me recruited or whatever. So, and I hear it's just a, I mean, it's a fun time. It's Florida. I think they're, yeah. they're not in Boca. 
they're in Bonita Springs. Mm. And so they're a little bit outside of, you know, Fort Lauderdale now. It's not quite at Disney. It's not at Disney anymore. Not the worst but, place to have I mean, to go yeah, in November. It's still not bad. So I think it actually will um, be nice. better for a tra- from travel perspective. Um, so I, yeah, I know cool. they're excited about that. Team 36 did get in. Um, but it was just a little too late for Minnesotans to make travel arrangements to, to Florida. So hopefully that can be on the docket for future. That'd be cool. Um, I I would love to go down there because I think it's probably just a huge complex tournament. Yeah. You got the best of the best. All girls. It's always fun to just do like all girls tournaments. Yeah. Kind of see the game. I don't do a lot of the coaching on the girls side, but I have been talking to a few of the players that are going down there and. You know, recruiting specific, um, you know, they, they've been talking to some teams, you know, back and forth, maybe even gone on a couple visits. Um, but kind of the fight, you know, they're going to this Florida tournament and the coaches are going to watch them and stuff and kind of make their final decision or offer or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to, you know, it's cool to hear, you know, some Team 36 players, you know, I've talked to other, you know, girls from other clubs too that I, you know, family friends with and stuff. So, um, you know, I'm excited for them and, you know, good luck to you guys. Gals, for sure. Yeah, we'll be waiting to hear. Yeah. Big weekend. I guess, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the updates around here. I, we'll send it over to the to the interview with um, with Tyler. Yeah, Tyler Jasperson. Tyler Jasperson. Yeah. Um, and uh, this one's P-Max Solo with his friend. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. And, yeah. and um, you know, make sure to subscribe because we got a lot of guests coming in now this end of November here as they're back, as we talked about. And um we're going to have some good interviews for sure. Drop us a comment too. If you have something you want us to talk about, we're happy to discuss. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Yep. PMAC here with Tyler Jasperson. Absolute beauty that I grew up playing with since day one. Um, no Ted tonight. He was a late, uh, a late night, you know, healthy scratch. I think he's got something going on with his kids would love to have him joined with us, but, uh, you know, maybe maybe next time you're on, you'll you'll get to talk to Ted. He's he, he's a legend as well. Um, but let's jump into it with Tyler Jasperson. How are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing great. You know, it's about uh, 75 degrees here and sunny. I saw you guys got a little bit of a cold spell going on up there. Oh gosh, it's uh, we're getting snow daily. Um, I, I I'm going to Vegas for a tournament next month, and I cannot wait to get out of this and, and join your type of weather that you, you know, I, I, I can't argue with you for leaving this. Um, you know, I, I don't think I'd make it through the summers in Arizona, but this time of year when it's 75 and sunny and beautiful, I, I can't argue with you on that. Do you know, it did it for me. It was, uh, April, 2018. Okay. We had that big storm, like right in the middle of the month. Yeah. Like what's going on? It's April. It's we're supposed to, <laughs> Come, you know, a little rain maybe, but snow, come on. Exactly. We got like 16 inches and I'm driving home from work and I go, yep, I'm out of here. Love it. Lo- you know, love that it, that it's worked out for you and um, that, that you're living the dream. Um, one thing I have to ask, though, I know you're a big, or at least you were, I don't want to still assume, you know, big Minnesota sports fan. Um, you know, how is the sports scene down in Arizona? I know they got the Coyotes, uh, you know, the Cardinals and, and, and whatnot. No, still a big bikes guy. Love, Love the Wolves. I got on the Twins bandwagon this summer. 
I think like most people did. They were buzzing, but you knew it wasn't gonna, you knew it wasn't, wasn't gonna last because we run in the Yankees every year. It's like, you can't be surprised. Oh yeah, we just don't have the bullpen. We've never had the bullpen. I so baseball is one of those I don't follow very closely. I, I I just can't get super into it. You know, were there options for us to you know maybe go out and add a add a pitcher or two, or does our ownership not want to spend the money? Well, the thing about baseball is there's no salary cap, so that's why the Yankees, the Dodgers, they get everyone. Yeah. So I think I guess I'm not entirely sure why the Twins don't. I mean, obviously the guy owns a baseball team. So he can afford to buy some players. Sure, sure. I know we were going after two uh, big name pitchers during the summer. They didn't sign for the team till like July or so. Is Kimbrel and uh, Keuchel? So they they were I mean, like they holding out or waiting. Yeah, they wanted long term deals. Everyone else just wanted to give them like a big one year deal. Okay, they weren't buying it. Okay, but I mean they ended up fizzling out. So I'm glad we didn't sign them. But you know. The Twins' name was even thrown around during the trade deadline for possibly like a former Diamondback Zach Greinke, who's now at the now in Houston. Yeah, didn't make a move, but I I understand we have a great farm system, so they didn't want to give up any of their prospects that are coming up. I get that, but when you can win now, and for a team that hasn't won in a while, I'll mortgage some of the future. I know I'm in the same boat. Like, especially I mean, we were hitting bombas left and right. Yeah, you're killing it. What took was like one or two dominant pitchers. Yeah. That's all it took. We probably could have got past the Yankees. I mean, we can hit with them. We just couldn't pitch with them. I mean, the Nationals just won. Yeah. Who, no one thought, no, I don't think anyone bet on them to win. No. They weren't. So, I mean, it was wild. Yeah. They just need to make one or two moves that would have been. Bringing it back to, you know, when we were kind of a kid and, you know, kids growing up, um, you were in the lacrosse game before I was. I kind of joined on, and, and you were one of the guys that were already there. Um, how did you kind of get started with the sport? And, you know, were you playing other sports, at, you know, when you were young? And how, so, and then how did you get in the game? So, yeah, growing up, I pretty much tried out everything. I tried wrestling, karate, baseball, football, basketball. Never tried ice hockey. Never learned how to skate until I was like 16. Then I broke my nose and didn't try it again. Did you? But, do, was that lakefront or, or how did that happen? I, I haven't heard that story. You never heard that story? I have not heard that story. Okay. So it wasn't right when I first started playing pond hockey with the boys. Yeah. So it was, you know how I, I guess we'll get into it later where I went to school, but it was my first day at Winona. Okay. And Sam, Sam goes, Sam Taylor. Yeah. He goes, hey, Let's go. You brought your, you have your skates, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, let's go play some pond hockey. I was like, okay. So we're skating around. I'm not a good skater. I'm going slow. And when it happens, so I'm just standing there, right? Yeah. I think the puck by me, I might try to make like a slight move to go get it. Feet just go out from under me. My <laughs> hands, I don't know what happened. My hands just freeze up like I'm having a stroke or something. And I just go face down right into the ice. Oh, man. Nose goes crooked. It's a, it's a, I sliced like the top of my eyebrow. I'm just gushing blood. I don't see it until like right away, but I stand up from the ice. I look, I don't know who I looked at. And they're just like, Oh my gosh, guys, look at your face. Yeah. Felt the phone, open up the camera and just go, uh Oh, all right. Yeah, guys, I'm done for the day. Any, any stitches? No, no stitches. So the cut above my eye healed pretty quickly. And I was just going to let the nose go. Yeah. I didn't think anything wrong with it and yeah. then I 
FaceTiming my mom and she goes, did you break your nose? I don't think so. She's like, you got to get that checked out. So sure enough, I go get it checked out. And right when I walk in, the doctor goes, oh, break your nose. And I was like, oh, it is that. (laughs) I I guess it's that obvious. (laughs) Yeah. But the one thing my mom was really upset about, I had, uh, the front of my lip got all swollen. Mm. In the picture, I you couldn't see my two front teeth. She, she, she goes, did you lose your front teeth? Because <laughs> that's what cause teeth are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The teeth are not cheap. Yeah. She could, if I lost the teeth, she could care less what happened to the nose. Yeah. It, but, did you roll with it where you're like, yeah, I lost my teeth? Or... I did for a little bit. For a little, I, I love like, that. I love that. You know, you gotta you gotta get mom's heart rate going every now and then. That that's hilarious. When I went to the doctor, they numbed it up, cracked it back into place, and they can I can breathe still. So that's, that's good. good. So no no long term damage. No, at least I don't think so. Good. I haven't gotten it like X rayed, but good, no. good, 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 good. So you're trying everything. Um, playing a bunch of different sports yep yeah so trying everything and then in sixth grade i meet this kid his name's austin he moved he moved here from uh maryland and before i met him i had never heard of the sport of lacrosse yeah so i'm talking like oh yeah i played lacrosse and growing up out in maryland and he didn't really know much he didn't know if it was here yet and of course, neither did I. So he's talking to the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it, and I'm kind of digging the idea of it because it's kind of it's got football in it, it's got a little bit of basketball in it, some hockey in it. Yeah, yeah. It's physical. You know, it's got the same type of plays as basketball. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you get on the YouTube, and you're watching highlights, and you're like, "All right, I can get into this." Sure. So I find this local camp in the summer, going into seventh grade it must have been and guess who the guess who was running the camp was that the that was that that victory one or where it was nope, a bunch victory. of those virginia guys nope that was later that was after i started playing oh, okay okay but this camp it was run by like the city i don't remember what it's called but okay. the head guy chris fleck oh fleck was running it yeah he was running it i never i no idea who he was wasn't familiar with him at all and if you ask him he probably doesn't remember me at that camp yeah yeah but that's how i got introduced to it i went and got a stick from dicks you know like a little 20 dollar already strung up just a just a piece stick you know oh yeah just dusty but hey it gets you in the game yeah it's a good starter stick it's what you buy your kid yeah so he, i do that camp it's like two or three days and then i go throughout the year and then in seventh grade, they had tryouts for PLAY, and I had never tried it. I show up with my short stick. That's all I had was the shorty. Yeah. And at the first day of tryouts, mesh rip. Of course. Oh, no. A, a dick stick, you know? Yeah. Mesh rip. And then the guy who I kind of credit with teaching me the sport, his name's uh, Tim Rannigan. Beauty. Legend. He, he can, yeah. Oh, yeah. He comes up to me, and you know I've been, I've been my size I am now since about seventh eighth grade. So he's like, "Here, try this." Hands me a D pole. Yeah, th- th- this looks and, better on you. Yeah, exactly. And I haven't turned back since. I've ended up making the A team, which wasn't that impressive. I think all I had to do was like beat out one kid. <laughs> yeah. And he was about like the, he went up to my my hip, 
he's a little guy. But yeah, that's how I got into it, made the A team, and it helped learning from. And again, I credit Brandon with everything. He taught me everything I knew growing up. I couldn't have had a better first coach. Yeah, he he was. I got to get him on the podcast. He was one of those guys, you know, OG PL coaches, you know, from out east and everything, and you know, teaching us, you know, those those fundamentals. And you know, he he was like one of the only few guys who actually knew what the sport was. Oh yeah, and I actually want to touch on that later. I want to talk about the sport in Arizona, but yeah, I definitely he knew what it was. He's like the only East Coast guy, and I remember we had a game. I don't remember who we were, maybe Dino we were playing. And he just gets into us. We're getting our asses kicked. Yeah. And all of nowhere, like at halftime, he pulls off the side and he goes, this is pathetic. I was recruited by the damn Naval Academy. And he just lit a fire under our ass. <laughs> Jumping to high school, um, what was that What was that transition like? What, what, uh, you know, what team did you make early on? So high school... I mean, I was still pretty fresh, still learning a lot. So right away in ninth grade, I made the B squad. Okay. We were doing the gym all throughout the state or the Metro. And then near the end, I got, what's that? Yeah, near the end, I got called up to JV. So like the last week of the season. Okay. And there really wasn't much to it. I was just there for some practices. I don't even know if I suited up for a game. I think I suited up for one game. I take that back. Okay. But, yeah, who's the coach? I remember the JV coach was Jay Brown and Ward. Oh, yeah. Those are great guys. I had Peter Andrews as my B-squad coach. Who was yeah, – did you have the ginger guy? Who was that ginger who was a Peel alum? I had him in ninth grade. Oh, Donaldson. Yeah. I never had him. Oh, you didn't have him? I had him on nine ten my freshman year. Okay, yeah, I think I remember – yeah, he was a – Senior when I was a freshman. Oh, okay, so I okay. Back for the spring. He was a beauty. Yeah. He kept things light in practice. <laughs> yeah. He, he was a player's coach for sure. I mean, all those B-squad guys were. Yeah. And none of them, I mean, they were just there for fun, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, um, Schlock. I remember Schlock riding my ass uh, all freshman year. Like, he, he made... He he made things. He was he great coach, but you know made things difficult, I guess, on us. And he was he was he he had a tough job because we didn't lose. I don't know how it was your ninth grade year, but we didn't lose a game until the state championship. So it was hard for him to keep us focused and you know motivated because we we're like we we know we're gonna win by ten like every game. Yeah. No, and I mean that's what B squad is. You dust all the other two teams i mean probably like we have great we have a great youth program so they taught us really well i credit i credit all prior like success to the youth program 100 percent. but yeah then sophomore year i think i made jv right away okay and you know i just went through that season not much happened just kind of hanging out still a lot of seniors juniors and seniors above me so i didn't get much there's not really any chance to move up yeah that's just how it is, you know. You're 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 grinding for you know any any role, any spot you can get. Oh yeah, you got to put in the time. If you don't put in the time, you're not going to get anywhere. You were always, you know, you're always like a big. You're you're a bigger guy. You're a taller guy, lanky. 
you know, how, how was the adjustment to the high school game? Like, were you dumbing guys or, you know, what did, what did you have to work on? I mean, yeah, being bigger, I was, like I mentioned earlier, I was this size in eighth grade. So I was just naturally bigger than everyone else. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I saw a beard in eighth grade. Oh yeah. So my feet weren't there, but I could, no one was getting like, no one was going through me. Yeah. You'd have to run around. Yeah. But I played, I kind of play a safe game. So it's not like they were getting into me and then sprinting away. Like I was keeping them in front of me. Wasn't getting beat too often. But yeah, I I love sliding. I've well, knocked them. <laughs> uh, that, I feel like, I feel like all of our defense, like we were all bought into that. Like we had a bunch of meatheads back there who we all wanted to hit guys and, and stir the pot it, you know, it, even if it was just practice, because w- there were some guys that we could get heated, um, you know, oh, on our own great. team. Do you remember when um, we had that practice and Cullen is dodging and Petron's on him? Yeah. And Petron, Petron's working him. And he goes, come on, Ohio. Come on, Ohio. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Um, I, I, I thought you were going to bring up the um, unreal – uh, morning practice. I think I think it was a morning practice. Um, it was like either section week or the week before sections, and Petron and Goltz just go at it. That infamous night. That was that was an all time all time moment. If you if you want to go back on that, Flex called practice after that. So Petron Goltz is like coming through the middle. Yeah, Petron, he's an infamous flasher. He just winds up, takes a hack at Goltz's arm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was. you don't do that in practice. I get that. But Goltz is a big guy. He can take it. He can take he it. Gets, he gets up and just chucks the ball at Petron's head. <laughs> Petron's just standing there like, what do I do? <laughs> I remember Coach just going, like, through his clipboard in the air, and he's like, we're done. We're done. I'm yeah. not I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, he, he – he, Fleck was – Fleck was – I'm, that was one of the most mad moments I've seen him. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he's usually a pretty even killed guy. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, that was funny. That was too funny. But that was like our group. Like we we went at each other, you know, as hard as possible in practice. So it was almost easier in games. I feel like. Oh, definitely. I mean, we would push each other as hard as we possibly could. I was chirping in practice, just like Petron. I'm sure we were all chirping. We were all chirping. I was fine to hit. It was, I mean, it was offense versus defense every single day, as many drills as possible, and it was full goal. We no one wanted to lose in practice. No, not at all. And if someone took a hit because of it, someone took a hit. I mean, we were all boys at the end. As soon as practice was over, it's like, all right, guys, what's doing now? Where are we going? A hundred percent. Like, even if we had a, a practice fight or a big argument, it was like, okay, cool. Like that's over now. Like. We're still boys. Oh yeah, nothing serious, nothing like personal, nothing serious. Just it's the heart of competition, you know. Just good old competition. But making each other make it, it made for some good memories uh, for you know days like Goltz and Petron just going at it at the end. It really truly did. I'll never forget some of those days. So, oh. you know, any any big. I guess any anything over you know kind of the high school, um, 
I guess, you know, seasons or, 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 or plays or games that, uh, that, you know, that come to mind? Oh, let's see. I remember the end of my junior year, we lost to Egan in the sections. And granted, I mean, it's not a happy memory. It's not like, oh, big game, back and forth, we won. Yeah. It's kind of a game throughout. I mean, we ended up not pulling it out. But at the end of the game, I remember everyone's kind of sad and crying. And I'm kind of just like chilling there like, well, I guess it's not really hitting me. But Fleck comes up to me. And he's like, hey, great season. I mean, tough loss. And he goes in. We kind of do like the weird, like, we don't know if we're going in for a handshake or a hug, you know, that kind of dance. Yeah, move. yeah, yeah. And then he just stops and he goes, let's get weird. And we just hug it out. <laughs> uh, so he's, he's always a good time. Yeah, no, he, he was a great guy. Um, yep. Going going from that junior year to senior year, you know, was there a big – was that a senior heavy team? You know, did you, did, did you lose a lot or, you know, what was kind of that, you know, that, uh, I, I guess that transition from, you know, that junior season to senior. No, we were a pretty junior heavy team. I mean, because Wiener was the goalie. Yeah. So we only lost like maybe one or two attackmen and a couple middies. We didn't lose much. Well, I was the playing D- LSM. Oh, you were okay. I was gonna say the defense. You know, all those close D. It was like all all your class. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So my junior close was Petron Schwanbeck and Luke Tarnowski, maybe. Mm, okay. He's a, he's good. I played LSM. I had never really played it at all. I think that's how I that's how I got into varsity. That's how I made like made myself playing time was like. Maybe the main LSM was out one game, and Fletch was like, "Hey, get in there." And I was like, I, "I don't know what to do." He's like, "Well, I'll talk you through it for the first time, and you'll pick it up pretty easily." Yeah. Go out. I think I get like the ground ball the first time too, and he's like, "Just like that. Just keep doing that." Yeah, just do that every and shift, and you'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah, that's all there is to it. And I loved LSM. I mean, I played all year. It was great. And then I remember after that season, we're doing some summer ball, and you were coming up. You're going to be the big shot LSM coming up. That was, so I remember, yeah. So you were a senior, and then I was coming into my junior year. Yeah. I remember Flex pulls me to the side and he goes, Hey, how would you mind moving over to close seat this year? And I was like, You know, I'm a team guy. I was like, Coach, I'd be honored to. Wherever you need me, I'll play. Yeah. You need me to step into pipes? Hey, I'll try. So that's how I got back into close D. You took over LSM, which was probably the best thing. I mean, even for you, you went on to play D1 at LSM. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, that's where that was like, I, I'm not a big guy, so I, I can play close D, but I'm definitely more suited for LSM. Yeah. And you got the speed too. You're definitely faster than me. Yeah, I, I love I love coming off the wing for the faceoffs. Like that's that's one of my favorite things to do. Just being a quick little you know scrapper in there. So during high school, did you play any? Uh, did you play any club? Yes. So after my freshman year, I played for a team called the Yeti. Okay. Well, I believe they are not a team anymore. I don't think they are either. Was Felter running that? Yes. And. 
yeah, it was Bob Felter. And then um, mainly Egan guys. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. AC Matsuma coach too. Okay. Forget if that's where I met him. But yeah, I mean, that was a lot of prior late guys. It was me, Gold, Swanbeck, Dalton. Um, I think Wiener played too, didn't he? He might have been on a younger team. I don't think he's oh, on my team. Okay. Yeah, I played them after freshman year. Didn't make a team after my sophomore year. And after junior year, I played for this team called TC Select. Yep. And that's another kind of predominantly prior late guys. There's good five, six of us on there. Yeah, I think they're like EP. They have, I think they have a lot of EP guys now. Yeah. That was, I think that was very similar to Yeti. Okay. It might have been guys running it. Is Duluth guys running it, I think. Hmm. Which was sense with Lavin and Casey and them. Okay. So only did two years of that. Um, I mean, great exposure. I love playing against, playing against like East Coast guys, West Coast guys. I remember I played against uh, Kieran Eisler. Ended up going to Johns Hopkins. Not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Uh, <laughs> But no, I that was a great time. I think my favorite tournament was going out to Sonoma in California. We're actually taking so, a team there next uh, next summer. No way. Yeah, we're taking them out to Sonoma. Is it like the adrenaline shootout or something? I honestly don't even know what it's called. I <laughs> it's yeah, I don't even know. I, I'm not. I I don't know the name of it. But yeah, that's kind of our highlight trip of the summer is going out there. I'm pumped. I've never be, never been. Wine country. It's a good place. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can be a wine guy, you know, especially in Cali. Hey, slap some bags. <laughs> Hopefully something <laughs> a little nicer than that, but, you know. <laughs> that was pretty much the extent of my elite team, travel team. Nothing, so, no Minnesota, no MN elite. Okay. So, <clears throat> what, um, was that two summers you did it, or did you do it all the way through high school? Yeah, just two summers after freshman and after junior. Gotcha. Um, and you know what? You know, back then I think I I think a lot of the clubs have kind of changed their programming. You know, back then, mm-hmm. you know, did you guys practice a lot? Did you guys train a lot, or was it, hey, let's put a couple teams together and go to a couple events? We may have had like one practice a week, but it was mainly just go to events. I mean, because we also had like homegrown, so we were playing that once or twice a week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't like what you guys do now where it's like training year round. It was just, we're going to three tournaments this summer, just having fun. Yeah. If you're good enough, maybe you get a look by, look at by a coach, but right on. Yeah. Did, I guess that was my next question. Kind of, did you guys go to like recruiting events or like, were you trying to get recruited or was it kind of more of a experience driven, just trying to have a good time? Yeah, that was more of just a good time. My recruiting experience, I never really, no coaches that came up to me during any of those. Um, The one thing I do remember is I got a package in the mail one day from the University of Dubuque. You ever heard of that? Yeah, they're a D3 school. Uh, We we play them every spring. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, I get this package in the mail. I open it up from Dubuque. And I'm looking through, and they're like, our first year of 
D3 varsity lacrosse will be like my freshman year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I asked my dad, I go, hey, where's Dubuque? He goes, Iowa. And I go, all right, that's in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> <I didn't, laughs> Not going there. No, I didn't. I had no desire to go to Iowa. I mean, I don't know anything about the program. I probably, like, threw him to the side way too quickly. But, I mean, a starting program, I was going to – it would have been cool to, like, help build it, be, like, the founding fathers. Yeah. But, I mean, I wanted to – I had no desire. No one else was going there. I was looking – like, I was looking at college to have fun, too. Oh, for sure. I don't for sure. Fun to Buke, Iowa. Yeah, that, you know – School like that, you you hopefully are going with a couple buddies too that you know, and like you're gonna do this together, play some lax, and like, you know, that that would make that situation a lot more fun. I think their new coach they they got a coach like two years ago, so we mm-hmm. actually have had a player to we've had a couple players go there, you know, nice nice campus, nice facilities. Um, I think they have aviation, which was a draw. Ooh. So they have a couple, you know, good, good, you know, majors and stuff that are, um, you know, appealing, I guess you could say. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's a good school. Aviation, I mean, not every school has that, so that's going to be a big one. Right, right. So that's that's a draw for, you know, kids who, who want to fly. Um, so I know you ended up, you went to Duluth right out of high school. You know, what, I, I know they have a great club program. You know, was that was that a draw? Was lacrosse a big piece of you know, how you're going to decide to, you know, where to go to school or, or what was kind of your process with, you know, picking college? It was, uh, I really wanted to play lacrosse in college. And senior year, me and Petron kind of decided we were going to be a package deal. Nice. We were going to go to the same school no matter where it was, whether it be, we, I know we almost went to NDSU and played there. But like two great <laughs> options, like for club teams, like they, they compete for national championships year in and you're out. Oh yeah, powerhouses. NDSU was still getting; they were growing there. I think my fresh, like my class at NDSU, really springboarded them up and like got them to like national recognition. But Duluth has been a powerhouse since the '90s. I mean, they have like eighteen champ, like eighteen UMLC championships. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, my stepdad played on them. They, I, they're probably one of the first teams. I, I would assume, you know. So they've. You know they're they're pretty organized and dialed in. Oh yeah, yeah. They had to be one of the first in Minnesota since it's still it was pretty new there. You're at Duluth, uh, big tryout, bunch of talent. Um, what was that tryout experience like? Uh, you know, I, I talked to Pat Shelso, and his experience Great. sound sounded a lot like you. He got he got to tryouts, and he's looking around. And he's like, "Holy smokes! I don't know if I'm going to make this team." <laughs> no, I felt the same way. I mean. Every every grade or every class had so many kids on it. Yeah. So, I mean, they already had, like, eight, def- eight defenders. I think we ended up getting, like, a 12 of us, maybe, total. Jeez. Longfold. Yeah. They really filled up the roster. But, I mean, it was a pretty normal tryout, just like any high school tryout. Sure. Um, I remember it would be early morning. We have... Uh, 6 a.m. practice, so we practice from 6 to 8, right before class, just because as a club sport, we don't get priority of any of the field, so oh, the only yeah. time our soccer isn't out there is the wee hours of the morning. we got to get out there as soon as we can. That did make it tough a little bit. You had 
you're groggy getting out there and had to pretty much be on your A game right away. Yeah. So the, and the, the, this was after tryouts when you guys started actually practicing six to eight. Was it every day, three days a week, five days a week? I want to say Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay. Those are the pra- that was the practice schedule. And we could only do that up until like middle of October before it started snowing out there. And we went inside the, the gym where like the, they had like a big indoor gym, like a track around it. And I don't know if there's any basketball hoops. But they had this big gym. They also had an ice rink, which they would lay down turf sometimes. Oh. Which is pretty cool. So you guys do like some box lacrosse type stuff or? No, it was like, uh, do you remember captain's practice at soccer blast? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we still had full steel, all right, not full steel, but Regular, full equipment, yeah, long yeah. poles, same practice, just really condensed. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right on. But the way most from Duluth, since I didn't get like any playing time, was the guys. Love the guys. You mentioned Pat Shelzo. Yeah. Met him. Yeah. Great guy. He actually lived in the dorms his freshman year, so he hung out with a lot of us freshmen. Okay. But I remember we had this one deep hole. His name was DJ. I thought of him. I think of him as like my older brother. I never had. Really? Great guy. Tough to like, tough to like break him at first. He's kind of like, a, oh, freshman, you guys suck. Uh, go do this. Go do that. I'm not talking to you. But once you, once you like kind of like get into his circle yeah. and kind of figure out how he works, great guy. He was beautiful. So, how did, how did that first season go at Duluth? It had, its ups, it had its ups and downs. Yeah. You know, I wasn't playing much or at all, really. Yeah. But going to practice kind of tough. It's like, my God, it's 30 degrees out, 20 degrees out here. I know I'm not going to play in any of these games. But, you know, it's still fun to get out there and play. Yeah, for sure. Your team bonding was great. I mean, going to hotels, as you know. Yeah, how are the trips? Like, that's like that's what I miss is, like, the road trips. Like, even on the bus. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I we had some 12-hour bus rides, but, man, I, do I miss those? Oh, yeah. we just be BSing the whole time. Oh, yeah. Playing the Booyah. Is that what it's called? Playing what? Some, like, I think the game was called, like, Shibuya. So, it's, like, roll call. You, like, kind of – you chirp, every, like – you pretty much take turns chirping each other. I haven't played this game, but it sounds like fun. It is fun. I'm not describing it that well, but you're basically busting each other's balls all the way through the ride. Yeah, love it. I mean, we went out to Arizona for a couple of games. We played ASU and GCU. How are, uh, uh, we just had a kid commit to G, uh, G, what is it, GCSU? Grand, GCU, Grand Canyon. Yeah, Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, yeah. Are, how are those teams? They're good. I mean, I know Grand Canyon gets a lot of Canadians. Oh, so they they're really good. ASU was really good too. I'm not sure where a lot of their players came from. I'm guessing a lot of them probably came from Minnesota. Probably, yeah, probably everywhere because everyone wants to live there. Oh yeah, Arizona. I don't think anyone's from Arizona. <laughs> everyone's from it's just a giant melting pot down here. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll dive but more into that. I think we lost both those games. Okay. Then we also went to Michigan for a few. Oh, my gosh. We played this school called Davenport University. Heard of them. It, it was the most miserable game ever. <laughs> Why? Their field is kind of like tucked behind their the school or a building. Yeah. 
and it was the windiest, coldest, rainiest game. The rain was falling, and the way the wind whipped around the building and hit the field yeah. was just awful. No, thank you. I remember, I knew there was no chance of me playing, so I had my sweatshirt on, I had sweatpants on, I had my hands in my pants. I was doing anything to keep warm. I think I put my hood up over my helmet. Like, if coach tells me to go in, I'm going to be like, yeah, coach, I'm going to have to take a a hard pass. (laughs) Yep. uh, No, thanks. Yeah. Like, stiff as a board. Worst, like, game experience ever. Or just, like, battling through the elements was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, how, how How far did Duluth make it that year? So we won the UMLC and then went to nationals out in California. Nice. Lost the first game to the eventual national champion, Colorado. Ah. So, I mean, you can't be too bummed about that. Like, if you're going to lose, you might as well lose to whoever wins. You know? Yeah, to the champ. Kind of a typical freshman year, you know, for, you know, for, for, for a freshman athlete, you know, battling mm-hmm. to get on the field um, and all that stuff. Uh, was that after your freshman year, is that when you made the move to Winona? So I did one more semester in Duluth. I was there for a year. And I went into that summer. I mean, I was pretty skeptical on playing, but I was pretty sure I wasn't going to try out for Duluth again. Okay. So I'm there that fall of my sophomore year. Me and Pete Strawn are still roommates. We're living with a couple guys that played on the team the year before, but we all ended up quitting. I was like, you know what? I'm not having much fun here. There's nothing really for me in Duluth. So I'm talking to the guys down in Winona. Sam and Al, Connor. Yeah, all the boys were down in Winona. Oh, exactly. I'm talking to them. I remember I called Sam. And I was like, hey, if I were to transfer to Winona, would I be able to like just sleep on your couch for the semester? And right away, just because Sam's that kind of guy, he's like, of course you can. I have no problem with that at all. And, like, I think everyone in that house was, like, cool with it. Yeah, yeah. I ended up in this place. So I transferred there for the spring semester. Nice. Uh, lacrosse isn't as, wasn't as serious as it is at Duluth. I think we were still MCLA, but it was D2, and there wasn't, like, a true head coach. Okay. So, I mean, there was no trial process. Just kind of joined the guys, started playing Paid my dues and played the season. Yeah, great time. Like, like Sam, Sam didn't play in high school, but he just started playing in, at Winona. Like it's just like, all right, whoever wants to play this year, like sign up. Or that was my impression of, you know, how it was at Winona. I don't know if that's how it really was, but no, exactly. That's how it was. It was kind of what you think of a club sport. You're like, oh, I've never tried fencing. Maybe I'll give that a try. Right. But that us. I mean, there is a little more to it because you got to put in the investment of buying equipment, the stick. So, I mean, you got to be pretty committed to doing it. Yeah, lacrosse isn't the cheapest, you know, kind of to enter into, but it's better than hockey, I guess, you know. Yeah, you're not paying for grass time, that's for sure. Yeah. But, no, I mean, went to Winona and ended up graduating from there, played the last three years of my eligibility there. Great time, loved every second of it. Uh, we did some moving around. We started at MCLA, then we went back down to GLLL, mm. and we won our conference in the GLLL my senior year. Okay. It's like the Great Lakes or the Midwestern conference of it. So is that the went one? To- 
Who, who's all in that? Let's see. It was Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Um, who else did we play? That, that, that's like the it's, Badgers team, right? No, <clears throat> Lacrosse, Wisconsin is a. Uh, they're the Eagles. Oh, it's a town right on the other side of the river from Winona. It's about thirty mi- thirty minutes south still. Okay. But it's like the little private schools of Minnesota. There's Gustavus and Bethel. Um, I want to say South Dakota State. Madison, I think, had a team. Okay. Our uh, championship were in Madison every year. That okay. was always, that was a, going down there. Uh, we played against, I mean, I think Notre Dame had a team, Marquette. But these are like, these are below their MCLA teams, you know. Yeah. These are like, it's really, they went to some little rinky-dink high school in Wisconsin. Yeah. Didn't really have a lacrosse program, so they just wanted to play in college. Which is kind of like what Nona is. Winona, no one really took it too seriously. It was more for fun, but we had a great squad. I mean, we were a we were a pretty good team. I'd like to say. Yeah, you I guys, mean, you guys had some legit like athletes, you know, and a lot of those guys played at Prior Lake, you know. Oh yeah, we had kids from Eden Prairie. We had kids from Eastview. I mean, so they played in. I mean, played at really good schools, and they played varsity. Like they got, they were starters on their varsity team, and they just didn't want to go. Maybe they didn't get recruited and try to. Maybe they couldn't afford to go to a Minnesota, Ohio State, yeah. out east anywhere. Right. They're just like, all right, I'll go. I'll have fun for four years. I'll play some lacrosse on the side and have a grand old time, you know? Yeah, why not? Um, how, how, it's going to be like a two part question. How is the team, do you know how Winona's team's doing now? Not sure. I don't. It's definitely not as good as it was. Yeah. We had one guy who was kind of like, he was a year older than me. And he was kind of manning the whole ship there. Okay. So after he left, it kind of got put on Sam. And after Sam left, I don't think anyone really picked it up. Picked that up, yeah. So I can, and I mean, and I did a uh, half a senior or half a super senior lap. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if they had a team going in. Because after we kind of graduated or done with our four years, even the kids behind us who are going to be, who are like seniors that year, they weren't even playing. Oh. I think they just kind of like, because I mean, a big group of the, or big part of the team was me, Sam, Connor, Al, um, a guy named Logan who graduated and moved on. So I think they were just like, well, this isn't as funny anymore. Our, our buddies aren't on the team. It's going to be a bunch of kids who, really haven't played much so practices aren't going to be that fun it's not like we'll be hanging out you know even like after practice right we, we hung each other i mean our house my senior our junior and senior year our house was all across players yeah yeah like that, that, that that's how it should be like you know the boys always hanging out you know before after practice and you know that's when you really have that's when you have a true team it is. That's the bonding. I mean, that's what we had in Duluth for a little bit. We did bonding things. We all meet up at like one person's house. We'd get a keg. We'd hang out, play cards. I mean, we'd hang out at since. I mean, ten of the kids on the team lived in the house I lived in at Winona. People would come over there. Other people have lived with each other. We'd go to their houses. It was just like if one of us went somewhere, we all went somewhere. That was pretty much how it was like. Yeah, it's sick. 
let's talk about your transition from college to, you know, your career. Um, I know, I know you're in the business field now. Um, you know, what, uh, you know, what are some of the lessons, you know, from lacrosse and, and skills that, you know, have helped you, you know, get, get, get those first jobs, get, um, you know, you know, transition yourself into the, into the professional scene. Yeah. Every interview I've done since the start of college, I've credited lacrosse with the person I am and how I kind of go about life. So I've been coaching since I was 16 or 17 too. So I go how in did and you like, get how did you get into coaching originally? So PLA wide, they started offering to pay like high school and college kids. So yep. I was like, all right, twenty bucks an hour for two hours a night, no three brainer. days a week. No brainer. Yeah. Let's that's go. Some good cash. Sign me it's up. It's all cash. Yeah. Tax free. So that's kinda how I got into it. And that's what, like, so at job interviews, they're like, all right, so you're in a chaotic situation, or name a chaotic situation. What do you do if someone has a problem? I go, I coached anywhere from second grade up to eighth grade kids. And, you know, they don't listen. That's the thing. They're disruptive. They don't listen. They're all over the place. So having to, like, reel them in, get them to focus, get them to put in their best effort really helped me learn how to, like, handle myself in the business world when you're dealing with clients when you're dealing with coworkers or people they're just causing problems maybe not knowing what to do to just kind of like take a step back a deep breath and be like all right here's what we got to do we got to do abc to get to d and i credit coaching i credit lacrosse the teamwork being able to like meet new people and just like one big thing i've noticed is just being able to have conversations with people yeah and if you weren't in I mean, it's any sport too. If you're in some kind of club or a sport, you're probably not the best at conversating with people just because you're not used to doing it. Yeah, if you well, can have a conversation with someone and hold it for a while long enough, I mean, you can go anywhere in this world. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. And when you're on a team, you know, of, you know, when we were in high school, let's say there's 50 guys or on a college team, 30, 40, 50 guys, like there's a lot of different personalities, a lot of different, a lot of different people, you know? And you have to be able to work together, um, you know, and conflicts are going to arise no matter what. So um, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, people from all walks of life. I mean, there's going to be down moments. You got to figure out how to get back up. You're going to be, you're going to have some high moments. You got to realize it's going to come back down to earth. So, I mean, I credit sports with pretty much everything in my life. I bring, I bring it up at every interview, every time, like, I'm talking to someone. It's, I mean, that's also what you talk about. You're at a bar, you're talking to some guy, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I played football, lacrosse. And they're like, oh, lacrosse, what's that about? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, And you're talking. Next thing you know, it's three hours later, and you're just in deep conversation. Love it. Love it. Um, what, 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 what are you doing? Are you in accounting, or, or what are you doing? Yes. So I do accounting here at a company called Alliance Residential pretty much manage apartments throughout the country. Nice. So a portfolio of like uh, nine apartment complexes. And just do full cycle accounting for them, uh, get reports to owners, make sure everything's on time. And I mean, it's not too exciting. It's kind of hard to describe what I do. Sure. Oh, that's awesome. No, I love it. I mean, I got promoted a couple months ago. Not so a big gonna, deal. Yeah, <laughs> going to keep at it. Love it. Congrats on that. Thank you. Thank you. 
So I heard you recently started getting in, you know, back into the lacrosse game in Arizona. I did. So when I moved originally, I did not bring any of my gear down because all I had was my car to bring. And I just didn't make the cut, you know? Yeah. You you can only fit so much. Yeah. You know, I kind of need clothes and stuff over a lacrosse stick. Yeah. Understandable. So I finally get my gear down and I'm kind of on our, it's not like Minnesota. I mean, or wherever you're from, you could be from New York. So it's not like wherever you're from where you can talk to someone and kind of get a job. So I had to get online and I found like the Arizona lacrosse league. I started emailing head coaches like, Hey, I'm Tyler. I played high school, college. I've moved here recently. Just wondering if you have an open spot or I could talk to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But email maybe 10 high schools. I emailed this one, Corona Del Sol. And within like two minutes of sending the email, I get a reply from the head coach. He goes, Hey, I'd love to talk with you. See what you're about. See if you could be a potential good fit. We're looking at hiring some new coaches. Wow. It was pretty much like him and two other guys. And the other two guys were offensive guys. And so the fact that I played defense helped out a lot. So first time I talked to him, we're on the phone for like an hour and a half. Just wow. talking about where we've been, uh, kind of how we play, what, like kind of my vision, what his vision is for the program. And by the end of that phone call, he's like, all right, I'll talk to the board and get you. You'll be my D coordinator. Unreal. Hour and a half. So this, this dude must be passionate as hell about his program. All right. So his name is Bob Holland. Went to Maryland in the seventies, played in three national title games. Wow. Holy smokes. Yeah. He's, he's deep into the sport and I don't think it could have fell into a better situation. Is he, is he a D guy or O guy? He was a D guy. He's a D guy too. Cool. So that kind of helps with our conversation. I mean, we just, we both think the same way. What, uh, and you don't, you don't have to spill all the beans, but what, you know, what is your kind of philosophies, you know, going, you know, with this program, you know, how are you going to try to build your defense? I mean, there's only so much you can do on defense. You're the sliding from crease or adjacent, but I'm trying to teach, like just good fundamentals. A lot of these kids, since it is kind of a newer sport here, they kind of, they're not sure what to do, where to be on the field. So I'm teaching them like pretty much everything I learned from Brannigan to Fleck to Duluth. It's just like positioning, point your pistols, keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. Uh, physical. I want these kids to slide hard, but lead with the stick, finish with the body rather than just throwing your purse at them. Yep. God, I love the purse. I, I use that one all the time. I use that one. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, yeah, I mean, the Midwest lacrosse, you played it. Minnesota, we play physical. Going out against, like, East Coast kids, they're more finesse while we're more physical. Yep. So I'm trying to install toughness in these kids. And to, like, so it can be kind of a hard at that times. I'll yell at them. I'll let them know if they're messing up or they're slipping up. And I think, I mean... I like where we're going. I love it. One thing I have, I'll just kind of get into the team a little bit. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just I'm older, so my kind of thought is thinking is differently. Sure. But these kids seem super small. Like looking back on it, thinking back on it, I was like, I was this size in high school, but these some of these kids are juniors and seniors, and they're like five five, 
120 soaking wet. Wow. I don't know. Just like being from the cold, you know, we kind of have to adapt and get big. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's something in the water down here that done growth. I don't know. I don't know. But these kids have parts. I mean, they, a lot of them know what they're doing. They have skill. They're play, they play on an elite team here. Which I think there's only like one. Okay. But, you know, I'm just trying to, trying to teach them the best I can. That's kind of my philosophy. I'm still learning. I don't know all their names. I'm still learning on that. We've only been doing this for like three weeks now. Yeah. Only yeah. twice a week. So it's still pretty fresh, but, you know, I like where we're going. I like our coaching staff, especially Bob being from playing at Maryland. I mean, you can't get much better than that. Yeah. You, three national football games. I don't know anyone who's played a national title game. He's played in three. That's it's, it's crazy. Like, I wish, like, I'm going to have to talk to you more because I feel like you're going to be learning so much from this guy and, you know that's that's gonna that's gonna be some good that's gonna be some good stuff. Uh, it sounds like a unreal. Who, who who do you bring on for offensive coordinator? So there's two guys that have been with the program for a few years now. He stayed, they stayed, but he brought in this one guy that he coached in high school in Washington. So he's a snowbird. He lives in Washington and Phoenix in the winters. Okay. So this kid from Washington, I want to. He's probably my age, maybe a year younger. But he played there, played at BYU for a year. So he came down, he's teaching like offensive fundamentals, passing, catching, and we have some new kids. That's another thing that's a little different here. Like when you get to high school in Minnesota, yeah. everyone's played a few years, maybe at least one year. Here, we have like four or five, six kids that have, this is their first time picking up a stick. Yeah, it's tough. So we're trying to teach them that. But he's good. He also brought in a goalie coach. And this guy played goalie for ASU down here. Mm. I'm not sure of his stats or how much he played. I haven't talked to him much about it. Yeah. But I mean, I'm a local guy, and kids will be like, oh, I'm go- I want to go to ASU. I can play there. So you're talking kind of about, you know, the guys starting up in high school. How's the youth? You know, do you guys have like a youth program too? Or, you know, how, how, does, how does that process work? We do. I'm not... I haven't been too involved with it yet, but I know during my interview with the board members here, that's another thing. It's not a varsity. The schools do not like sponsor the sport at all. Wow. So it's all funded parents and fundraising. Okay. Which is a little difficult at times. And like, I mean, some families are strapped for cash, so they can't really fork up that much to play. But the youth program. So during my interview, I was like, you know, where I come from, we built up, that youth program so well that we've won three of the last four state championships. That's how you have to do it. That's how you have to do it. That's how you're going to win. Exactly. Because you need to get kids to learn at a young age and you want to get them to stick with the sport, which I think helps so much. I probably like having uh, the high school and college kids come in and coach that these kids are like, I watched this guy play this past spring when I went to a couple games and now he's my coach. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like guys who, you know, they watch in high school, they look up to, and then they get to hang out with them, you know, and practice and they're on their sideline for games. Like it's, I, that, that's the way to do it in my opinion. Definitely. Cause you're not going to go anywhere if you don't have a strong youth program. And Prior Lake has shown that the most. I think Prior Lake probably has the best, best youth program in the whole state of Minnesota. Which and it's obviously shown the last few years. Yep. So I want to help build that. There's some good guys that are 
help him with that. And I actually think Arizona might have a slight head start from where Minnesota was 20 years ago. Okay. Because Minnesota was, it was just dad's coaching. There may have been a one-off Brannigan that is from the East Coast, but because it's Arizona, it, it has people from all over the country. Yeah. You have so many East Coast people. You have Minnesota people who have played the game all throughout their childhood and high school and college that they can kind of help these kids learn at a younger age rather than just like, all right, well, I kind of think this is how you do it. Yeah. Maybe and then maybe you'll get a good coach like when you're like in high school or something. Yeah. That's huge. Exactly. That's huge. That's awesome. So I really want to help not even just help out Corona where I'm coaching, but I want to help grow the sport overall in the state of Arizona. So it's still fresh. There's only like 15 schools that have it. So for these 15 schools that have it, none of them are sponsored by the high school or is that just the situation in, is it Corona you said? I, I think it's every school. There's no, it's not a varsity sport in the state of Arizona. Have there, yeah, that's, that's really unfortunate that I do. Is there like talks of, of them changing that at all or. Not that I know of, you know, the, I don't want to bash on Arizona too much, but they like the educational system isn't the best here. Okay. So I think they're just schools just don't have the money for it. I mean, they'll put money into like baseball, football, which are the like two big things here, golf even, but getting new sports. I mean, the teachers went on strike last year, so that they're not bringing on a whole new schools aren't going to bring on a whole new sport that they have to fund if they can barely pay their teachers. Yeah. That's, that's, that's unfortunate. What's the structure of lacrosse in Arizona? Sounds like you guys start, like you are coaching your players right now. Yeah, we have, we're doing uh, two nights of fall ball. We just started a couple of weeks ago. We're going to do that through uh, the end of the year. And then the season starts up like January 1. We're doing five days a week because school gets out like the middle of May. So our championship is the end of April. It's a very quick season because, you know, it gets to be 110. You don't want to be running around playing cross outside. Right. Uh, heat stroke. So January through April is your regular season. Yes. So it'll be five days of practice. Uh, games probably won't start to like mid-February. So you do get like a good month to really kind of get into it. I know we got some like a Gymboree lined up in Tucson nice. in January. There's a um, a little tournament at the in December here in Phoenix that we're doing. We got some scrimmages lined up. I don't know what the schedule looks like yet for the regular season, but we got some stuff lined up for the fall. And hopefully, get the kids ready to go come regular season time. Nice. So you got some pre you got some preseason stuff, and I guess so. Since it's not an official high school sport, you can coach them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember we would have captain's practices because it'd be like the dead time or whatever. Right. So, like, right now, right now in Minnesota, it's, you know, it's it's a blackout period. So, high school coaches yeah. can't have contact with um, with their players. But, yeah, since we're a club, I mean, there's no rules against it. Makes sense. We're not we're not school employees. We're not state employees. We're, we can kind of do whatever. Where, where do you see... Um, you know, the, the, the state of Arizona lacrosse right now, and where do you see it going? 
So I compare it to Minnesota lacrosse probably, what is it, 2019, 12 years ago or so. Okay. Still growing, but I see it, I see it taking off. I think it's a, I mean, I'm a little biased because I love the sport. Yeah. But I think kids can get into it. I think there's so many, there's a lot of people moving here from like all around the country. Yeah. So I think I can see Arizona lacrosse taking off in the next 10 years, having it be potential uh, high school sport. I could see four or five elite travel teams. I mean, the sky's the limit, really. That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, like our kids, like our kids super into it or, you know, what's, what, I guess, what what's the energy? What's the vibe around the sport there? Yeah, kids like it. The uh, kids on my team, at least, yeah, see on this hot sauce team. They had a box team that they play a little bit in uh, September and October. That's so much fun. We did that for the first time this year, and that 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 was unreal. Yeah, I thought you guys did pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, I definitely think the commitment levels there, especially with baseball slowly kind of you know dying. Sure. Maybe not here as much as other places. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that it's more popular there because the weather, like, you can just do it all year long, you know? Oh, yeah. And then football is even getting kind of less popular around the country. Injuries? Sad to, yeah, it's sad to see, but... Great sport, is, but I get it. Not much head-to-head collision. Right, right. So, no, I mean, I see it. Like I said earlier, sky's the limit for it down here. That's awesome. Awesome. Excited. Uh... Excited to hear that. Excited to you know hear that the the sport is still growing. Like you know you've heard it, you know for I guess the last ten years it's like oh the sport's growing, it's growing, it's growing. It's like how how long is it going to keep growing? Like can it continue to grow? It's like oh now in Arizona it's going to explode. Like so it's cool that you know it, it's getting to new places, um, and they can you know still find a way to continue to grow. Oh, yeah, I mean that's the thing. Lacrosse is big in the Northeast some of the Midwest and then a little bit in like California. There's yeah. still so much country that it's not that big. I mean, Colorado's decent. Colorado. It's guys. big there. It's big in Colorado. I mean, Texas, it's growing. Yep. I can see Florida getting big. I could see what else we got. Nevada getting big. People are moving to Nevada. Yeah. Florida, it's it's pretty big in Michigan. Oh yeah. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I've been hearing it for ever since I started, but like the hockey state, it yeah. kind of picks up. It's an easy, it's like, oh, I play hockey in the winter. Oh, what am I going to do? Like when I'm not playing hockey, oh, I guess I'll play lacrosse. Like it's just an easy transition. Yeah, I got a stick, a helmet, similar pads, similar idea. I guess I'll talk to you during the season, give you updates on how it's going, see what other competitions like, because I have no idea what other teams are like. Right, I right. I only know group of 25 kids can do i think i think we're gonna have to jump on on the podcast night of the first game like right after your first game um you said february probably around then yeah yeah i want the instant reaction after the first game (laughs) after the boys are just getting after it and you know after a month a month of real practice and you know that first game hopefully first win and uh you know that'll, that'll that'll be cool so how how we close every episode is you know, what's your alley? Um, it can be 
lacrosse related, can be, you know, un lacrosse related. You know, what's your, what's your thing? What do you, you know, what are you passionate about? I mean, just the time of year, you know, I'm passionate about those bikes. I love where we are seven and three got Denver coming into town in the bye week, then going to Seattle. I think that'll be the main determinant how we do this year. We Vikes need to just blow up Denver. Like we, we we need to take care of business against these guys. It's gotta be like a 35 10 game. Offense needs to click. Defense needs a good shutout. I'm excited for us though. You know, the, 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 I feel like the emotional swings this year for the Vikes have been, they're always high. You know, it's always something with them. But with Kirk Cousins this year, I just feel like it's just added just another level of emotional swings with the Vikes this year. Are you a believer in the guy? Do you think we need to dump him? You know, what, what are your feelings on, on, on Kirk? You know, I've never been super critical of him. I mean, he makes mistakes just like every quarterback. Sure. After week four, I was getting a little nervous. I was like, well, all right, Stefan's getting shipped out of town. That was a sketchy week. That was a sketchy week. That was scary. That got me me a little nervous, you know. But, no, I like Kirk. He's been on a tear the last, what, five, six weeks now? Yeah. I, you know, after he did it one week, I'm like, okay, maybe he saved his job for another. But five, six weeks now. Did, did he turn a corner? Is this real? Is this is he legit now, or or is he going to fade? I mean, people have been saying MVP. He's in that talk. I mean, you look at his numbers. He's top five in QBR, yards per attempt, completion percentage, and touchdowns. Yeah, he, uh, he stats don't lie, right? Back. Stats can't lie. No. no, I mean it helps when you have an All Pro running back right behind you. It doesn't and hurt. A defense that's been great for the last five years. Defense have been the, the defense is dialed in. I I I'm worried about our corners. They yeah. I, I I'm starting to get worried about them a little bit. Um yeah, gotta love our running back. Um, love our wide receivers. What do you think of the O line? That was so last year. People were getting critical of Kirk, and I'm like, we gotta give him one more year because he did not have a he didn't have an O line in front of him protecting him. What do you think of the O-line this year? Love it. O'Neal hasn't given up a sack. No one. I love Barry and moving Elfline to left guard. Reef has been decent. But, I mean, they pound the beast. They've been keeping him clean for the most part. Yep. They're opening holes for Dalvin, which has been huge. I mean, he's not getting touched until, like, three, four yards on the field sometimes. They're making his job a lot easier. Oh, yeah. So, I'm what are you liking it. I'm, Kyle's been in it up the last few weeks. Find the end zone. Yeah. DJ Ham. Beauty. Solid. Beauty. Guy. No, I like it. These next two weeks, three weeks will be pivotal, though. Yeah. I want to see how we buy. Usually after the bye week hasn't been too pretty for Zimmer, but I hate to say it, but it's just, it's the Viking fan in me. I'm coming, almost 25 years old. Yeah. I've gone through four years of this of getting my hopes up, getting crushed. So I don't want to say this year is different, but I like where we are this year. So, so are your hopes up? Are you keeping them up? Is, is it is it our year? I like it. I mean, I was at the Kansas City game. Yeah. We looked good. We gave it away at the end. Green Bay game, we got screwed with that stupid pass interference call. That was brutal. 
So, I mean, you take away, we could easily be, what, nine and one right now? Could be. But, I mean, that's what's called a cookie crumbles at times, but I like where we are. I think we still got a shot at the division. We got a shot at a bye. So, we just got to run the table. I mean, we control our own destiny. I like where Kirk's head's at. He seems to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. He's like, all right, this is my eighth year. Yeah. Every on me. I just got to ball out, be me. Don't make mistakes. Throw it away when I have to. Don't take bad sacks. Keep and it, again, Dal- keep, Dalvin keep, makes his job a lot easier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, are, is it our year? Are, are, we, are, we taking, are we taking it home this year? I'm going to have to pass on that question. Okay. Okay. I can't, I can't confidently answer that one. That, I don't wanna... That's fine. That's fine. Hey, I'll follow up with you off the air, you know, and then, and then nothing official. <laughs> no, no, nothing official. Um, I, I, I think this is uh, probably a good spot to close. Uh, we've been going at this for about two hours. So um, I, I want to thank you for coming on and, and, and doing this with me and talking lax. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. I mean, I've been podcasted since we were doing Bring It Around for a couple of weeks there. Yeah, I that I wish that one would have lasted. Um, you know, that was that was a good that was our first podcast. I feel like that was kind of my fault for moving. <laughs> I just halted. You were the you were the glue guy of that podcast. <laughs> uh, All right, um, man. Been a, it's been awesome. Great catching up. Yeah, great catching up with you too. And uh, good, you know, good luck this fall. And you know, keep me keep me updated on the on the Arizona scene. You know, scene and um, you know how the team is progressing this fall. And you know, if you if you play anybody, love to hear how you guys do. For sure. Yeah, I'll let you know if any interesting comes up. Hopefully, you'll have me back during the regular season. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. You will be a returning guest for sure whenever you want. <laughs> right on. All right, man. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. See ya. Talk to you later. One more time.